This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast with me, Tom Ward. As usual, the podcast is sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern, which is the official CCFC sports bar. Please be joined this evening by Dino. How are you doing, mate? Hey, Tom. How's it going, mate? It's a long time for just us two, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it, it has been. Um, yeah, not doing too badly, obviously. Uh, plenty for us to talk about this evening. It's as we were just saying before we came on, there's never a dull moment, is there? No, absolutely not. This is Confucius City. Um, and to be honest, if we didn't have the, all this drama on and off the pitch, then what would we talk about, let's be honest? And we'd have no podcast, wouldn't we, let's be honest? Yeah, we'd be out of a job, wouldn't we? <laughs> Are you getting paid? <laughs> no. Nah. A couple of beers at the tavern, you know. Oh, okay, right. Which, okay. I, which I'll take, to be fair. I was about to say. I was about to get on <laughs> H- HMRC as well. Yeah, well, I guess that's that's where we should probably start this evening. Um not, not particularly the topic I like talking about on a Sunday night, but um, obviously, yeah, news today that HMRC are obviously on our backs and we've had a transfer embargo. Um, not 100% sure how long that's been in place, but yeah, I guess one way of looking at it is some some strange news, Dean, but then the way things are at the moment, it's sort of, yeah, one thing after another, isn't it? Just a cherry on top of the, the very big <laughs> cake, isn't it, really? Um, but we all owe money to the taxman, Tom. It's not just Coventry City, you know? Unless you earn under 12 and a half grand, we all owe money to the tax man at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, were they trying to keep it under the carpet? I don't know. I think the, the league would have announced it this week anyway on their website because I think as part of the agreement with teams that there has to be some kind of acknowledgement that teams are under an embargo. So we would have found out sooner or later. Obviously, it came out during the, uh, I think it was a Times article this morning uh, that, that we, we did owe some money. But... I don't. I don't read too much into it, Tom, because you know the it's under we're under a payment scheme, and yep. that that scheme is there to help teams that have financial issues, and we all know the financial issues we have, and that's nothing to do with Sisu. It's just to do with the fact we've had no stadium for four Saturdays, 
at the beginning of the season. So there's going to be a cash flow issue. So I'm not too not too worried about the situation. Plenty of teams are in, and I've I've been under this scheme before, so it's absolutely fine. And obviously the embargo situation. I think, as the club said, I think they paid three out of the six instalments already. So as soon as the transfer window opens in in January, yeah. we'll be we'll we'll be out of the embargo anyway. So I think it's um nothing to worry about in on, on yeah. the situation. I think I agree with you there. I think I think we've had we've had it ourselves. I think was it last season or the season before? Um, and like you said, plenty of other clubs. I think it's just probably one of those where. The timing of it, it's just come at a time where things, you know, obviously we lost yesterday. It's and snowballing, isn't it? Stadium news and then this. It's just, you know, one. it feels like one thing after another. Yeah. Um, when the fans are probably looking for any piece of good news possible, I think they just it just mounts up, doesn't it? Um, probably just put, worries everyone a little bit. Yeah, and everyone just goes off and one on, on Twitter, like like every single thing that happens with the club. Um, but I think on, on this occasion, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I'd be worried if it was like, We've missed paying the accounts for last year, mm. then that's a more serious situation. But because of the payment plan that's already in place and the payments restructure has already begun with three out of six payments, I'm I'm not too fussed to be honest. Yeah, but one thing I suppose we we can be worried about is the stadium situation. Yeah, um, obviously we found out on Friday that you know, the club are looking at an alternative venue for Tuesday. Um, so there's there is a bit of uncertainty around that currently, isn't there, Dean? Yeah, and that, that, I think that's the big one. That was the big talking point yesterday. I was um, I was sitting in the Porn Sandwich Brigade yesterday and a lot of people were, were talking about this situation with the stadium, you know, people with the rumours. Uh, mm. Wolverhampton was, was muted at some point. Warsaw, obviously. I think Warsaw is the one that the club are looking at, which is going to mount its own issues with how many season tickets and how many Warsaw actually holds, the best Scott. So that's an issue in itself, uh, never mind just actually playing away from home. And then it's long-term time. We don't really know how long the situation of this ICE group company going into administration, we don't know how long that's going to last. Um, so it could be a long-term solution, but is it long-term pain? Mm. Um, sorry, short-term pain for, for long-term gain. Is that's what I was going to ask you about, because, you know, we've obviously, you know, we know we've moved, moved grounds a few times and it just feels to me like, it's getting, we're getting somewhere with it. Like it, yeah. It feels like it could be the last one, which sounds mad yeah, to does, say that. Yeah. It's not, it's not good, but. But know, I think that's all not... down on the owners, right? That's, that's, yeah. it's down to them now. I mean, the ball is in their court. And I was speaking to Ross before the game. I said, look, this is what CISA have planned for. Hmm. This whole time, for the past seven years, this is what they've, this is the end game for them. Now we just need to hope that they've had some kind of plan. And they know what they're doing at this point. Um, but, you know, this group live in the shadows, don't they? Uh, mm. it's, it's it's one of those. There's, there's people on the dark web with more of a presence than, than Sisu. So it's um, it's going to be interesting. It's intriguing. Like I said last week, I, I would rather them come out and put a bid in early, even to not, you know, take the ice group into administration, put a bid in that they can't reject. Um but that obviously that hasn't happened and we'll find out tomorrow. Do you, do you feel like they're just biding their time a little bit though and going to strike when the, the time's right? I mean, we know what Joyce Pyle is like. She's obviously a shrewd businesswoman. I'm sure she's going to, you know, be, be thinking about this in the background and sort of getting, getting her ducks in a row, so to speak, um, yeah. if she is obviously interested, which like you say, you'd be very surprised if they weren't interested in this. But there's going to be lots of people interested. We've heard yeah. the, you know, the rumours of the NEC group, the Mike Ashley group, they're, 
these are all a lot of lot of parties are going to be interested in because of obviously it's such a good arena not just for sport it's for for everything else that that comes with it so it's going to turn into a bidding war <clears throat> now i would rather them not be in the bidding war i'd rather them say okay here's our offer good offer you might not get that when it goes into administration take it mm. but obviously that hasn't that hasn't come to fruition so we just have to hope and pray that they have a plan in place and yeah. but you know we just don't know they're so secretive about everything aren't they so yeah it's a it's a wait it's a wait and see game now yeah it's a tough one and the other thing i've thought about is it's a weird one isn't it because i guess if it was just a football stadium you'd say this is the football club have to play there like yeah. it has to be you know but it's pro it's more of an entertainment venue than it is a football stadium mm -hmm. i mean that there's stuff going on there every single day of the year, isn't there? The exhibition, all the hotels. But there was a Rubik's you know. Cube Championships yesterday <laughs> exactly. I saw going on, which is mad. Do you not fancy entering, Dino? No, I haven't got very fast hands, Tommy, if I'm honest. <laughs> I've seen some of those YouTube videos. They're unbelievable. Blindfolded and everything. I couldn't, well, I couldn't pull that off. Maybe next year. I actually could. I, have, I don't think I've ever completed a Rubik's Cube in my life, so I'd be useless. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, there's, like you say, if there's all these different parties interested, you know they are going to be looking at looking at who can bring something to the table, who can run the arena well because it hasn't been run well enough. Um, yeah, I mean and... it, it looks. I mean it needs a lick of paint. Yeah. You know we've I've I've been heavily invested in the um, the investors forum actually over the last few weeks, seeing what the the bondholders are saying, and a lot of them are talking about you know it needs four, five, six million pounds worth of work doing to it. So there's a lot there's a lot to be done. Um, Another situation that's coming to mind is that we might have to be tenants again if someone else does bid. Because I'm not, other than another rugby team, you're not going to get many people using that part of the stadium, I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, and, you know, I, I don't fancy that pitch in the, in the winter for a, for a concert, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. I'm not sure they're going to have much entertainment going on on that side of the venue. So it might be the case that we might have to be tenants again. Um, yeah. But it, you know, is is that is it better being a tenant in a ground that's solely for the for the football side of things is solely for the football? That obviously that'd be a better situation to be in than than to be homeless. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? It could be that you know, it's either either get the stadium for, uh, as our own or be tenants in a much better situation where we're the primary sports team there. Yeah, and you know, we call the shots on pitch and that sort. I say that side of the arena. Um, that could be a, a better situation for us. And you'd hope perhaps a, a good rent agreement, food and drinks, parking, yeah. the rest of it. That's key, isn't it? That's yeah. that's absolutely... Because I mean, with the, the situation we have with Wasp now or their ice group, we have a really good deal, a really, really good deal, uh, which, you know, benefits us more than it actually benefits Wasps, as you've seen by mm. their two companies going to, into, uh, into default. So it's... Um, it's an intriguing situation. I think what I would say to the fans is it's not going to get sorted this week. I wouldn't have thought. It's going to be more of a sort of a long-term situation now. Maybe post-World Cup we'll know for definite the sort of the situation that we're in. Do you think the World Cup comes at a good time? Do you think it's a case of get through these next what, <laughs> what three say for home the, games? For the squad or for trying well, to get a home game? I mean, we'll get on and talk about the football. It potentially could be for that as well, but... I mean, in terms of the stadium situation, you know, three, is it three home games we've got, isn't it, before the break? Yeah. Um, is it a case of, you know, get through those games in whatever way we have to, whether it's playing away, behind closed doors, whatever. And then there's a bit of a, you know, there's, there's what, four weeks to sort of get something sorted out properly. 
yeah. and come back and like you say, the squad are refreshed and everything like that. It could then be almost the start of the season again for us. Yeah, I think it's going to be the start of the season for everybody again. It's going to be it's going to be very weird. And teams at the top of the division now are you know some some of them are, are going to sort of slide away. You would imagine um, because of the the sort of runs they're on, um, the consistency and stuff. So it's going to be very strange second half of the season, shall we say? But for for us, and like you just said, with that point now, I think it does come at a good time. Got to take advantage of it though, Tom. Um, I think we've been slow in regards to having another option. I didn't think like regards to the pitch. Obviously, we knew about the pitch in, in June and we were slow to, to sort that situation out. So um, you've got to use the time wisely, but it might come at a good time. But like you say, if we can just deal with the situation now with these three games, the short-term pain for the for the long-term gain starts coming into mind again and i've said that about six times so far <laughs> um but i mean that it, it's so true it's it really is true so it's intriguing I'm, I'm just really intrigued about the whole situation to be honest yeah everyone's got a slightly different view on it what what do you actually think will, will happen dean what, what's your what's your personal stance on this and how it'll pan out i've been wrong about three times already so far i honestly thought they would come in this week with a bid Mm. and secure and secure it um okay, okay it might depend on the administrator asking for for way too much money at this stage yeah um and it might turn out to be a stroke of genius that we haven't put a bid in um but my my gut feeling is that somebody else will buy it and will be tenants again um which i don't mind as long as the deal's good but on the other hand if Sisu bought it, they're buying everything there. And that just helps the club. Yeah. Because the revenue from everywhere else would go into obviously maintaining and running the stadium, but it would drip feed to the club as well. And then we also become a much attractive, much more attractive asset for somebody who might be willing to purchase the team. I think that's the big one, isn't it? I don't think big. anyone's going to purchase us without the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> It's 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 what Sisu Sisu's end game is. Is their end game to get out? Of which they're going to have to speculate to accumulate there, because they're going to have to put stump up the money to buy the stadium. Because no one's going to buy the club without the stadium. You've heard that from um, Simon Jordan and a, and a few others. So the ball is definitely in Sisu's court at this stage, and you just hope they 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 come to come to mm. the party really and, and stump up the cash yeah that's the worry isn't it if they if they don't if they don't go for it then where does that sort of you know where does that leave their interest in the club and yeah you'd want you'd want to you'd want, you'd want answers of you know what what's the what is the end game then I yeah think they'd have to i mean if if they bid and they, they're unsuccessful then at least i suppose they've shown their intention and they've perhaps been shafted again like they were you know originally on wasp bought it um but, but we'll come back they... to the council in that stage, don't we? Because yeah. the council are going to have a state saying this as they they hold they hold the freehold of it. So it's they need to back the club. They need to back the club. I mean, look look at clubs like Brighton, who you know they got given the land to build a stadium. Yeah. They were in dire straits. The, the council helped them to get back yeah. on their feet, and they've obviously flown since then. You know, the council should be protecting the club. It's a community asset. It means a lot to the people who live in Coventry. Um, you know, they should be doing all they can to to help the club. I don't play trust there them, Tom. Be there, no? I don't trust them because mm. you look at the other week, they were trying to hold a secret meeting to try and bail out wasps. Now, yeah. 
I mean, that is just dodgy, dodgy tactics. And that's covering their own asses because they know deep in their hearts they made an absolute massive mistake six, seven, eight years ago, whenever it was when they sold the stadium to Wasps. But it also brings into my mind, you know, what, how far does the rabbit hole go with this whole situation in regards to this, the original sale of the stadium? Were Sisu right in regards to being, mm. um, in regards to their bids on originally for the stadium? So, oh, I mean, it's just, it's chaos, isn't it? And is, I'd rather is. I'd rather not deal with this situation. <laughs> I'd rather just us just be a normal football club and own a stadium that we can we can pay and we don't have to put a statement out each each night before the game starts. I mean, what other club puts out statements to say, yeah, uh, yeah we we are actually going yeah. to play tomorrow? Don't Breaking news: our fixture that's <laughs> been scheduled ahead. since the start of the season that we'll be we'll be going ahead tomorrow. Uh, so we will be playing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's chaos. It is chaos. Um, but hopefully, we'll start to see the sort of the wheels start turning tomorrow. Fingers crossed. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and talk about the football, Dino. Um, yay! <laughs> Although <laughs> well, these two games. I don't know if it is yay, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it is football anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll look back at the Rotherham game in the week. Um, obviously, Sky Blues drew 2-2 at home to Rotherham. Um, in terms of the team lineup, uh, Dino, um, obviously, a few sort of eyebrows raised before kickoff with Panzo being dropped, um, but did look like a strong bench for once, um, something we haven't seen this season. Um, obviously, O'Hare in there as well, which was great to see. Um, but yeah, an interesting uh, lineup for Mark Robbins. I don't get the, the Panzo dropping at all. We've just been on an incredible run and it's been down to the defence rather than the goalkeeper, I would say, in that in that run if I'm honest, and Panzo was absolutely instrumental in that, and I just don't get it. I don't get that decision at all. Um, were Man City on the phone? I don't know. I don't, I don't it's possible, know. isn't it? It's, it's possible. Obviously, there, there is going to be a quota of games that he asked, uh, Callum Doyle is going to have to play this season. And maybe Mark was thinking, you know, it's, a, it's against Rovrom. Attacking-wise, they're not they have, they haven't really shot the lights out this season so far, um, so maybe we could we could sustain that sort of attacking threat with with Callum Dore there. But as it turned out, I think it was an absolute catastrophic error on on Matt Robbins's uh, on Matt Robbins's part. Yeah, I wonder if it was a little bit of both. I wonder if the, the Man City thing was partly in his mind, and he thought you know a, a chance to rotate things and you know freshen things up a little bit as well. Because obviously. You know, no yeah. secret that we're, we're going to be playing week in, week out <laughs> until the break. Yeah. Um, you know, was that in his mind as well to sort of keep Panzo fresh as well? Yeah, I imagine so. And that, that sort of brings me on to that point again about the Blackpool game was going to be a, a harder game for the defence than the than the Rotherham game, on paper at least anyway. Um, so maybe that was sort of in the thinking. But as we saw, Doyle played on on Saturday as well. So... I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I just I, you can't second guess what Mark Robbins, can you? It's, no. it's just it's just odd. Yesterday was yesterday was bananas, and we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't get this at all. To be honest. Yeah, and the match stats on on Tuesday, Dean. How did they look? Okay, so we did have uh, the first share of possession at fifty three point seven percent. Twenty one shots on goal with seven on target. Against their four. I can't remember us having 21 shots. It didn't feel like it anyway. Didn't feel like it, no. Maybe they were just like taking 10-yard passes towards the sort of box as, as shots <laughs> as well. 
Um, our passing accuracy was pretty good at 75%. Uh, six corners to their one. Um, high percentage of tackles as well made it 625 um, and seven fouls compared to, to their 11. Yeah, I know what you mean, Dean. Didn't didn't really feel like that, did it? Didn't feel no, like they had, had if, most of the game. No, it felt very dull. Lethargic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I said I, I said last week, I thought Rotherham would be the easier of the two games, but they came to play and you've, yeah, got, yeah. To, you've got to give them kudos for that. Um, they they came to play football. That first 20 minutes, I thought their attacking threats were instrumental really into, into into how they were playing it was, it was they always had a spare man wherever they were um their their wing backs were playing as wingers effectively yeah. i mean i put on twitter and someone said oh they're not playing with wingers but in possession their wing backs were so far ahead of the play they were playing as as, as wingers and yeah. we just couldn't deal with it because our wing backs weren't getting out enough and we had no yeah. out ball from from that so it was it was very it was a very difficult twenty minutes and and yet again we didn't change anything to try and match that. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they surprised everyone a little bit, didn't they? Including us as a team, um, how they came out and, and played their football. I think off the back of three wins, everyone expected us to sort of you know start the game really quickly, high intensity. But it was actually Rotherham that that really played the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and you, you can't you can't fault them for for their effort. I think their manager said at the end of the game they deserve more. I think they did. If I'm if yeah. I'm perfectly honest, I said last week if we could come away with four points this week, it'd be great. You know, the three wins in a row has probably allowed us to to drop points at some point this week. I didn't think we were going to drop five of them, if I'm honest. Yeah. But we're looking to come away with one. Mm. I thought I thought both Rotherham and Blackpool were were outstanding as as away teams for sure. We did not turn up. Yeah, and obviously Waghorn went off injured early on as well. Um, just as you thought he was, you know, getting back into the side, got a goal the week before. Um, he went off, and you sort of feel you feel bad for him. And obviously, we're quite stretched in that part of the pitch now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, as you saw on the the false nine, Robin's <laughs> Pep Guardiola style on on Saturday. So we are we are definitely stretched. Casey Palmer came on. I thought Casey Palmer had a, another really really good game, um, and you know. I also, I, you had Tavares there, right? Everyone was saying, "Oh, this is this is the time for 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 Tavares to come on," but um, I don't think it was probably the game that would have been suited to him, to be honest, because of how sort of mediocre we looked. Mm. Really, um, we just we just didn't look fluid. We just didn't look at our best. And I, yeah. to be honest, we needed to be at our best to to to, to beat Rotherham on the night. Um, and I think we got away with one, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't. I hate talking about games where we, you know, there's so we could have been so much better. Yeah, it's just really frustrating at times watching Conference City because you think, okay, we didn't set the world alight with those three wins in a row, but it's chalk and cheese. The performances, yeah, from them three to to this week, it's chalk and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I saw your uh, I saw your tweet at half time as well about about how narrow we looked and you know yeah. not really sort of and we we don't have proper wing backs. I've been saying this all season that they're almost scared to put put a cross in. Um, thought it, we thought we looked a bit better on on Saturday actually with Todd Kane um, on 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 the wing, but yeah, you you were right. It just did look quite narrow, didn't it? We didn't really use the space out out on the wings. Yeah, I mean, just look at the heat maps, Tom. It's ridiculous. Like their their wingers are. 
basically in our half. All their wing-backs are in our half for the majority of the game. The most touches are in our half, whereas ours are in are 15, 20 yards in our, our own half. That tells you everything you need to know. Mm. So when we're playing the ball out to Vic, there's no one going up the pitch to help him. That's why that's why I said we felt so narrow, because we just had no width. Yeah. We've, we've spoke about the wing-backs so much this season. They are so integral to how we play. Yeah. But if you're not going to move up the pitch, there's absolutely no point playing with wing-backs. I'd rather an extra man in the midfield and try and play with an extra man there and play with four at the back. And the times when we have switched it to that, we've actually looked a lot better, I've thought, this season. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, And we have, like, when now Dabo's out, we have two wing-backs who are really right-backs and left-backs. They're not wing-backs. No. So why don't we just switch to a four? Yeah. We seem scared to do that. I don't know why. It's yeah. it's yesterday against Rotherham would have been the perfect time to do that because they had an extra man. In, uh, sorry, against Blackpool, they had an extra man in midfield for the majority of the game. They were playing rings, uh, running rings around us in triangles. Yeah. It was pathetic. Now, if we can see that, why can't our coaching staff see that? Mm. We don't get paid a fortune to to analyze games. We don't get paid a fortune to to look at things that are happening on the pitch. And I mean, did they have anybody in the stand feeding information down? I don't know. It's it's Surely. just very, well, you'd think, you'd like to think so, but we never seem to change. It's like we have plan A and we might have a plan A.5, <laughs> but we don't deviate away from that. That's it. Mm. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, like you say, do you just switch it and play four at the back? Four at the back. I think we've looked better when we have. Or in January, do you go out and actually get some proper wing backs in? Because we looked a lot better last season with Matson, I thought, and and better players at wing back. But we just haven't got the quality this year. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like Bidwell's done really well this year, but from a, just from purely an attacking sense, I just don't think he's been at it or given no. as as much as we we used to have. No, you're ne- you're never going to get that from both Bidwell. Well, Dabo is is not himself. It hasn't been he's for out about eighteen now for months. What, weeks, yeah. possibly months, possibly so, months. Yeah, and then Kane is just a natural right back. Um, so it's it's definitely an area that needs to be addressed. And if if you're going to insist on playing with wing backs, and you've got to go and find some wing backs, some proper wing backs. Yeah, there's no point fitting square pegs in round holes. It's yeah. just it's just it, everyone just gets frustrated. And talk, talking of wing-backs, we got completely caught out for, for Rotherham's goal. Um, just can't believe watching it back, really. How <laughs> how much of a head start Dabo gets here. Yeah. Uh, and he's just still miles off it. Obviously, he did his hamstring, which, you know, if you go in full tilt and you've done your hamstring, it's not ideal. Uh, but, it yeah, it was just wasn't an ideal goal. I, I thought Wilson's positioning wasn't great again. Didn't even dive for it, did he? Yeah, just stood, stood completely still at his near post. Um and just, just a really bad time to concede, isn't it? Yeah, and it was Casey Palmer gave the ball away. And you can see how frustrated he was when the goal went in. Yeah, He was basically on his hunches, slamming the floor because he knew his, his giving him, him giving the ball away led to the goal. I also blame Michael Rose, Tom, because he has to he has to see that danger earlier. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Dabo is just in all sorts of bother um, when, he, when he tries to track back. But... Cohen Bramall, the guy who scored, he's a guy that I'd be looking at for that left wing back. He was absolutely yeah. outstanding mm. the whole evening and Balasar actually 
yeah. their, their, their midfield player. Them two were, were outstanding on the night. Um, great finish. Um, nothing. I mean, he hit it well, but you. Uh, I'd say not, there was nothing Wilson could do, but you got, at least got to make an attempt for it, right? Yeah. Is oh, he yeah. thinking on, it's going to go across? Post, yeah. Is he thinking it's going to go across goal? But even so, you've got to be ready to, to anticipate yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I've always thought the same. I wouldn't really blame a keeper if it's if it goes across the goal, they can be hard. But if it's only near post, you've got to be yeah, you've got to be in the right position at least and, and getting something on it or getting near it. Well, he gave him the, the half the goal to aim at. Yeah, you got to narrow down the angles. I or do you... worry about Wilson's positioning. I really do. And wow, we'll you saw it yesterday. We'll talk about yesterday. Yeah, but absolute it, concrete for you. I was going it? mad. So that second goal was just so so yeah. so bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I threw my cup of tea down the floor. I went to, went to the yeah. toilet. I was Pra-prawns fuming. Prawns everywhere. Was prawns it absolutely everywhere. One in my hair. A lot. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. Um, and and back to Tuesday. Obviously, another injury as well. Um, Dabo doing his hamstring. We don't seem to have any luck with hamstring injuries very 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 strange but it's another injury that we could do without with the, with the amount of games we've got coming up we're cursed as a football club i think for injuries i would love to know the amount of man games we've lost yeah across the last three seasons yeah i mean all it's the acls be... we've had over the years and absolutely hamstrings. cursed i mean someone's definitely got some kind of puppet and they're poking pins in it or something along those lines maybe it's maybe it's joy herself doing that <laughs> But I think it, if we're being honest, it comes back to the finances, doesn't it? Because we're keeping hold of players that other clubs would probably move on. Yeah. You know, yeah. players like Gordon, players like Dabo, they've notoriously, you know, Kelly have been on and off for the last few years. And you probably would have spotted that and said, by the summer coming up, we're going to make sure that we've got a squad work that will stay fit for the whole season, barring, you know, injuries you can't help. But we're keeping these players on, aren't we? We're and definitely stagnated in that regard. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think when we spoke at the at the tavern at the start of the season, we were all very, very confident we were going to add two, three, four bodies in at that point because it was, yep. it was still six weeks to go until the transfer window closed and nothing happened. Yeah. And then that's that's when the sort of the, the worries start to go around your head because you're thinking, well, the squad wasn't strong enough last year really to maintain the push. Is it going to be strong enough this year? And we've also lost, you know, a few a few players that have been around the club for for a long time so yeah we have stagnated in that in that regard and it's and it's showing now i mean you look at the the bench yesterday reed was on there burrows was on there you talk about you said at the start of this this review the the bench was looking strong the bench That's, on saturday looked like yeah. one of the weakest we've had four days season. later it completely changes yeah absolute it's yeah. it's 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 madness absolute madness and but yeah. it all comes down to not having the finances for the squad available. Mm. It'd be the, honestly now it'd yeah. be it would be a really good season if we stayed up. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I I really had visions of us pushing on this year. Mm. But that was when I made a prediction of us end up I think I said 6th or 5th. That was yeah. on the basis we you know we were still in the market. Yeah, exactly. There was two players lined up ready to come in and then they just stopped. Them transfers stopped, and then you're thinking, oh, "Okay, we're not really adding to the squad here." Um, so now, yeah. sort of on a sort of a, a second glance, shall we say, I think staying up now would be a a really, really good season. But yeah, I'd completely agree with you. And actually, could end up, you know, psychologically, could be great for the fans in a way because I think last season we were always going to be disappointed in a way. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We yeah. were set up for disappointment last season if we didn't make the playoffs. Um, it was all or nothing basically. Whereas this year. 
for all the adversity that we've had and all the issues we've had, if we did stay up, I think probably would probably feel like quite an achievement. Yeah, especially with next year with how many players out of contract, you've got the decision on, you know, we've only got years left on O'Hare, Hamer, Jokerez. Could be a, re- a, a huge rebuild, yeah. but it'd be better to rebuild in the championship than better to rebuild in, in League One, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, following Dabo going off, Eccles came on at right wing back. Again, some of the fans questioning this decision, you know, because we obviously had a had a right back on, on the bench in Kane, uh, but he opted to play Eccles. I'm really not convinced of Eccles at all at, at right wing back. Um, Especially after he just played three games in central midfield and he exactly. was... Two, two of them was man of the match. Way to yeah. knock the kid's confidence. Chuck him back at right back against one of the, yeah. the wing backs. Of, one of the best left wing backs I've seen this season so far. Yeah, it's tough That's... on him. He must be he must be coming on thinking, oh God, like I've just yeah, like you said, I've just played really well in in my preferred position, and I'm just being you know I'm just being chucked on because yeah. we've got no one else available. Well, we we did we did a tog game, but That's what makes me question things, Tom. Like in regards <laughs> to the management, it's just like. What are you doing? Like, uh, it's just so frustrating that there's so many words I want to use, right? But I can't use them because I don't know if there's children listening. There definitely is children listening. David Moore's listening, isn't he? So um, (laughs) I can't use them. So maybe we'll have to release an expletive version of the podcast at some point. Just let me go go off on one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, but then, you know, we came out second half. What did you make of our sort of reaction to um, to going behind? I think, I think we looked better. That first 10 minutes, I think we got on the ball a little bit more, uh, started to sort of create chances. But you say chances, they were, you know, very, very half chances um, at that point. But you can see a little bit more confidence sort of breeding into the team at that point. And then we made an outrageous triple substitution, yeah. which is, again... It just and they, adds and they it. did as well. They they made one, so six new players on the pitch. It, it was just you don't see that very often, do you? It was not, absolutely <laughs> nuts. I don't care what Rotherham do, but what the hell are we doing? Like we've just got sort of a foothold in the game. We've got a little bit of control. Okay, let's take off. You know, two of two of the defence. Oh my god! It was just what like it was beggar's belief. Everyone was questioning it like around me. Everyone's going, "What's going on here? Like, why are we doing this?" Mm. It made no sense. Okay, bring O'Hare on. Bring Panzo on. But you don't need to sort of change pretty much the whole back line. Yeah, it's almost and, like that's how, well, that's how we should have started the game. And why really. is Kane going left back? I don't, again, like, if he's taking Sheaf off, put Eccles in Sheaf's position and play Kane at right back. You don't need to take Bidwell off. He was playing well. Mm. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. But seemed to do the trick because we scored a goal. Um Lovely, lovely goal this was, wasn't it? And O'Hare involved, which was good to see. Yeah, brilliant goal. Um, it's just, we just need to see more of it. And you saw glimpses with those three, Palmer, O'Hare, Hamer, all linking up in this sort of, yeah. in, in this scenario. But the reverse pass from Palmer, I mean, that's premiership standard. Yeah. There's been, there's been so much stuff he showed is that you're thinking, my God, he's, he's so much better than us. <laughs> you know, how have we got hold of him? Um, yeah. Great sign. And it, but yeah, he's, he's turning into an asset. You know, there was question marks about him early in the season, but slowly but surely, he really has come into his own um, and he's shown what a brilliant player he is. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a really, really solid signing and really excited to see more of him and O'Hare. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, even on Saturday, they were linking up. If, if Jokerez had been on the pitch to begin yeah. with on Saturday, 
it would have been a different game completely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and then it pretty much straight from the kickoff, it felt like Rotherham go back in front and just a really, really poor goal. He was offside though, Tom. Was it? Yeah, was he? Absolutely. About three yards. I was banging line with him. He came round the back of Todd Kane and, you know, the camera was so slow, the whip pan across the, <laughs> to where they were. And he was already five yards ahead, but he was offside. Absolutely nailed on offside. Um, and it, we've, you know, they've got away with one there. Um, and then obviously Ben Wilson comes out, makes a makes a decent effort of of that first save, but it's just unlucky the way the ball bounces and you know Washington puts it away. Yeah, poor, poor goal to concede. Um, and then we go and rescue a point right at the end. Um, O'Hare doing what he does best and you know drawing the foul, winning the penalty. Um, Vic down the middle wasn't the most confident of penalties, but but did the job. Just about, yeah. I mean, it was, it was. I was absolutely nervous wreck. Just, just. I was biting my nails. I think Ross took a picture of me. He could see me in the box, and I was just like head in hands. <laughs> like I just didn't want to look. But I wasn't as nervous as I was for the Waghorn one though, because I felt like I don't know. I was already like, it sounds really stupid. I was like buzzing to get the equaliser, and then I was so annoyed that we conceded straight after that. I was yeah. just a bit fed up at that point. I was just like, if we get a point here, then yeah, I'm bit, still yeah. kind of fed up in a way. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it whereas was, the um, Sheffield United one was was a big, big goal. That was a big moment, that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this we might look back and say this point was a big, big moment at some point yeah. during this season. Um, it was a game where we deserve absolutely nothing, if I'm honest, and we come away with a point. So there'll be plenty more times this season where we deserve something and we get nothing. So we've got to take them when when they come. Yeah, and Gus in the last minute with his free kick wasn't oh, too far off. And if that, that had gone was, in, that would have been. That Big would have been Lynn. scenes, yeah, <laughs> scenes. Um, but that that that'd have been absolute daylight robbery though if if that yeah. if that had gone. In. Um, but yeah, a, a really good effort, and he's gone to the right side of the keeper for me. Like the keeper's made the wall so big to the left hand side, it was going to be difficult to get it up and over at that point. So he went to the right side, and the keeper moved as well. So he was in no man's land. So oh, it was so frustrating, but mm. I'm sure he'll get one at some point. Yeah. Yeah, or one of his corners will dip in at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. Who's your pick for man of the match, Dean? <sighs> Difficult one. Um I just try to remember who they give it to in the in the porn sandwich brigade. Probably Hamer, to be honest. But I've, I think everything we did well came through Gus. Yeah, I think he was brilliant, to be honest. Thought he but, did really well. But night. I think he just needed to take a little bit more of the game by the scruff of the neck. Mm. I think he sort of dipped in and out of the game. A little bit, um, but everything he did do was was done well. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and look back at the Blackpool game from Saturday. Um, obviously, the Sky Blues slipped to a two-one defeat. Um, again, looking at the lineups, Dean um, illness all over the squad, uh, causing absolute mayhem, um, and no striker on the pitch, which threw Twitter into absolute pandemonium at two o'clock on Saturday. I was excited, Tom. I was, I was, <laughs> honestly, I was standing there going, my God, this is the first time I've been actually intrigued about how we're going to operate in a, in a game yeah. of football. Yeah, because I turned to the lads in the pub and said, well, it's a good midfield. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, very good midfield. Was it a 5-5, though, you know, rather than a 5-5, a 5-3-1, five, five, uh, five, whatever you know, they did play in the end. But um, yeah, not having a striker isn't ideal, but obviously illness has absolutely ravaged its way through the the side i think five or six players who actually played were 
were playing yeah. with illness as well. So hats off to them for actually pulling on a shirt. But, you know, it just it comes back to the squad situation, doesn't it? Yeah. it re- everything all boils down to having yeah. 17, 18 players that are championship standard and we just don't have that. Yeah. Good to see O'Hare get a start though. Obviously, possibly would have been on the bench again, but I think just had to, had to start. But hopefully he's an, that helps. He's an able body. He's got to yeah. he's got to play. Yeah, exactly. But 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 hopefully that that helps him with the minutes he needs to get, and it might have just you know jolted him forward a couple of games, you know, with that situation. Yeah. Um, and I thought thought he had a, a good game and and actually was quite effective for us. Yeah, fairly decent game from him. I thought considering it was his first start. You can see there's more to come. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take... full tilt. No, no, yet, it's going to take... And for, yeah. for me, I think he'll come into his own after the World Cup. I think that will give him a nice sort of cushion to sort of hit the ground running when we come back with those yeah. remaining 21, 22 games that we're going to have. So um, they're all good minutes at the moment. And you, you've seen his quality with the goal. Um, yeah. you, you don't have to say much more about that. I'd like to see him take on players a bit more. But that's going to come with confidence and time on the pitch. It's you know it's all part and parcel of that. So um, I thought it was a really good game, and for him to get a full ninety minutes under his belt at this stage was was really good to see. Yeah. And what were the match stats like for this one, Dean? Well, surprisingly, we had the most possession, fifty-five percent of possession, and fifteen shots compared to their seventeen. Uh, both teams with four shots on target. Uh, passing accuracy again was was really good at seventy-six percent. Um, and nine fouls compared to, to their 12. Passing accuracy has improved a bit then over the last couple of games. Even if the results haven't come, it feels like that's going in the right direction. I tell you whose passing accuracy hasn't improved, Ben Sheaf. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that man give the ball away as much as he did yesterday. No, that was his worst That was his worst performance, I thought, in a sky blue shirt. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I heard, he was one of the ones who was particularly ill um, yeah. and probably shouldn't have been in the team, but just struggling for players yeah. so but you could tell couldn't you just wasn't wasn't at the races at all wasn't himself no no but that was that goes for the whole team tom lethargic yeah. Yeah, i've got yeah. some words down here leggy <laughs> bit of a lack of imagination um which didn't look like the home team mm. yeah so i thought blackpool really put us on the back foot for really early um and <clears throat> when you play a false nine you've got to play the ball out and Within the first 10 minutes, we played the ball long four times. I was like, well, there's, there's absolutely no point yeah, doing that there. with a false nine. There's absolutely yeah. no point. And Palmer was doing his utmost to sort of draw a challenge. And he did it on two occasions really, really well. But we just constantly did the same thing over and over again. It was like they've been told, well, we're going to play the long ball, but Vic's not going to be there. So just deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's... When you got Jamie Allen leaping like a salmon for every ball, oh, God. <laughs> and he got he got the director's box man of the match yesterday. Oh really? Which oh, I don't I don't get that at all. I just didn't think again. I didn't think he was at at the races, and he's probably the last couple of weeks. I think his um his lack of um how can I be nice here? What's the word I'm going to use to describe? You haven't written any words down for this one. I haven't written any words to say. Um, <laughs> energy is brilliant, but you know, a lot of marathon runners have energy, don't they? It's yeah. <clears throat> lack of quality. I'm just going to say it, lack of quality has shown from from Jamie Allen the last couple of weeks. Beggars belief how he got um, man of the match yesterday from from the director's box area. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I, it's just it all. Everything goes back to squad, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And having the does. quality there, um, it does. And you'd think if we were to, you look at the teams in this division. You know, would would a Swansea, Norwich, Sheffield United, would they have a Jamie Allen in their team, starting week in week out? I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, it's all good having energy. We need to show some quality as well. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just is. I felt at times that nobody sort of knew what was going on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, agreed. They didn't have like, there was no game plan there. Or there was a game plan, but it was on the basis that Vic was playing. Yeah. And we just That's carried what, on exactly what Robin said in his, in his interview, didn't he? He said like, they'd given them, you know, they'd given them instructions, given them a game plan, but it was almost like physically we were okay, but it was almost like mentally they weren't, they weren't at the races. They yeah. didn't really know what was happening. You they could see that. They weren't making good decisions, and yeah, it did feel like that a lot of yesterday. I thought we were really, really lucky not to be behind early on as well. Should have been four 0 by about twenty minutes. Yeah, they hit the post, a couple of saves. It was just we were a bit all over the place early on. Yeah, and it felt like I was saying to Ross yesterday evening, it felt like one of those sort of COVID season performances where nothing was going right. Wherever we tried, nothing was was going right, Um, and we were we were so lucky not to be behind early in that game yeah. so lucky because if they go one nil up they go two nil up they go three nil up and it, it you know it comes into a horror show on, on halloween doesn't it so <laughs> um yeah we were we were very lucky in that regard yeah lucky to stay in the game but then you know we did manage to to score a goal for ourselves and this was a bit out of nowhere but an absolutely brilliant move wasn't yeah. it and and a really good finish by palmer right into the corner yeah and he just blazed over the bar about two minutes before which was probably an easier chance, really. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a brilliant chance. That one. That yeah. Was, I don't know. That's the first that time how. That's the first time we sort of showed intent of go, taking the ball wide <laughs> as well yeah. at that point, um, and that showed a way of, get, of getting through this Blackpool side. But the goal, just if if Man City or Barcelona score that, it's replayed over and over and over again. The yeah. flick from O'Hare is a joke, and then. Palmer does some unbelievable nutmeg and he's got, yeah. he's so calm. He's so composed, shrugs off the defender and it's, it, it takes an eternity, doesn't it? For him yeah, to kick the ball it, in the back of the net. It took ages. I was looking at my watch. horrible in going, real time. What's going on? It's like, yeah. Do you remember a show called Bernard's Watch when you were young? No, I don't remember that. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit too old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically he would, he would stop time with his watch. Oh, really? And that's what oh, it yeah. felt like. No, I know what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really felt like the whole stadium just stopped in mm. time, and it was brilliant when he actually put the ball in the net. And it was it was so well deserved because he's been outstanding, Casey Palmer. For me, over the last five six games, he's been our best performer, um, and you know it was it was a credit to him. Yeah, it looked like he meant a lot to him, didn't it? He ran over to the corner and he yeah. was, so it probably took some time over the celebration. Like he felt like it was like, there you go. I've I think he was just trying to eat some time, Tom, because of how bad we were. <laughs> True. <laughs> like get to half time. Can I waste 10 minutes there? <laughs> yeah. And he was actually really slow walking back because they were ready to go. Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was was brilliant to see. And I think that'll be the first of many. I think him, if once we start getting Hamer, O'Hare, Palmer and Yokoe sort of on the same same yeah. level, I don't think teams are going to be able to to cope with the pace, trickery and skill that those four are going to provide. But it's on the basis that everything else behind them works solidly as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's been times this season where Jokic has done well, but he's been getting the ball so wide and he's had so much to do. And 
if someone else can be doing that and then he can yeah. be making the right runs, that's when we'll actually be effective. I think. You'd think those three could probably rotate quite a lot. Palmer, yeah. O'Hare, you know, O'Hare does the chase, then Palmer comes in as the second ball. Gokwes does the chase, then O'Hare comes in the second ball and you think yeah, they could exciting. intertwine. Um, it is exciting, but, you know, touch wood, injury crisis um, doesn't sort of merge its way onto onto their bodies. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um, Blackpool did have the ball in the net just before half-time, but this one was ruled out for offside. Really weird one because the ref didn't blow, the linesman didn't flag. The player looked like so guilty. Yeah. It was almost like, he looks like he knows he was offside. I'll stick my flag up now. Yeah. It was very it was weird. Very mad. Weird. And like, I don't understand what the confusion is because yeah, he, clearly. He, he's, one, if he doesn't touch, he's interfering with play Yeah, because the ball brushes past his legs. So he puts Wilson off. Two, if he touches it, he's definitely offside. So I think I didn't get the confusion. It was just like it didn't it shouldn't have to take twenty seconds or whatever it took to make that decision. It was just it's just bonkers and it just goes to show with the officiating, doesn't it? It's just absolute madness. Like you you can do everything you can as a team really well, but you it always bows down to the officials, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got to rely on them for so much. Yeah, you have. Um, and you can do everything as well as a team as you can, but you've got to rely on them officials. And yeah, it's just it's been, poor. It, it's kind of so poor. It I mean, is so poor. It's not even just us either. Like, did you I see that? Like... Did you see that one? At, uh, was it Sheffield Bol- Wednesday Bolton. yesterday or Bol- Bolton? Bolton? Yeah, yeah. I was, was about to mention that. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think even that because even the team that got the free kick even looked confused. Mm. They were like, "What's this for?" And he's not offside because he's, he's <laughs> yeah. picked the ball off himself. <laughs> Yeah, Very oh, hard. Mate. It's, it's just, just getting worse and it. worse. Yeah. But it was, uh, was it Bond, wasn't it? Darren Bond. Yeah. I haven't done that as a joke, by the way. <laughs> I, say, I, was... <laughs> I just forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the same same ref we had against Sunderland to start of the season, wasn't he? He's the guy with the, yeah, he had long, slick back hair. Yeah. He was the Alice band, but he's cut he's changed it off. it now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got so much stick on Twitter. Got too much banter. Yeah. He couldn't deal with it. Yeah, he thought he was the jack, like the ref- yeah. referee's <laughs> jack <Jackson. laughs> Without the legs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, as you said, it was it was a poor half really, and I think everyone felt pretty lucky to be going in ahead at half time. Wasn't that that wasn't expected at all? No, no. I mean, everyone was everyone was saying, "Well, that's that's sort of daylight robbery, really." Yeah. It's just yeah, it's, but how often does it happen to us? Yeah, we go oh, in one nil down, and it happened so often last year. Yeah. We were behind at the break. Um, I suppose you could start to see the players being a bit leggy at that point as well at half time, um, which goes to, you know, again, the squad. That's the buzzword of the night, doesn't it? The, yeah. the, the squad, if you, had a, you have a better bench, you can, you know, maybe change things at half time, although it, it is Mark Robbins we are talking about. He doesn't like to make a change <laughs> at any exactly. point, never mind half time. No. He, he did bring Jokerez on, obviously, to replace Casey Palmer. Um, again, Jokerez, you know, clearly wasn't up to his full self. That's why he didn't start. But I thought he looked all right, Dean. Looked, looked lively. Um, you know, he's relatively effective, even if he wasn't at his full full tilt self. Yeah, and I think removing Palmer was probably on the basis that he's going to need Casey Palmer on Tuesday night, yeah, just in case Yo- just in case Jokerez isn't yeah. isn't well to well enough to start the game again. So I understand that decision. Although at that point we were what it was, it was one one at that point. Yeah. Um, and I thought you know that that could have been the key Palmer linking off Jokerez to to sort of get us back in 
in front of the game. But um, yeah, again, Jokerez, he didn't look, he didn't look at his usual self. He did some good stuff, mm. but you could see the illness has taken massive effect on him yeah. as well. So um, I've, I can't remember. Someone said that they saw him coming into the ground before the game and he looked really down. Yeah. Um, I think the majority of the team probably looked a little bit down, to be honest, but um, you can see it's had, had a major effect. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just one of those games, isn't it, Tom? When the circumstances you can't control. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. The, the bigger picture is, can the lads be fit now for a run of games, the next three or four games, which might, you know, define the season somewhat going yeah. into into the World Cup break. Yeah, for sure. Um and their their goals uh were just were just so poor. Um yeah. if you thought the first one was bad, then the second one was even worse. Um yeah, I was yeah, as we said, really really annoyed on the day. Um Wilson for both I thought really, really poor positioning. Um yeah, just terrible goals to concede. Where do you, where do you want to start with Ben Wilson, <laughs> to be honest? Yeah. Well I was gonna I was gonna ask you about just the, the goalkeeping situation in general now, because obviously question marks over Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Moore's been waiting patiently and you know, I, I, I feel like it's time to bring Moore back in as my, Ab- as my view. Absolutely. 100% agree with you, Tom. If Moore was dropped for making mistakes, Ben Wilson yeah. has to be dropped for making mistakes. Yeah. You, you can't set a precedent and then not continue on that line. I agree. And Ben Wilson has now made mistakes in two games back-to-back, potentially three games as well. I, f- I think you know, he got away with some some dodgy stuff last Saturday. Um, so you you got a bit for me more more now has to come back in. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be too harsh on Wilson, but I, I think even the run of clean sheets, as great as it was, I don't think it was down to him. No, I, don't, I didn't don't 100%. remember like a really like you know amazing save in that run. I just think defense was so tight. Yeah, and we and we kept teams out. I mean Stoke the first half, I don't think they had a shot in our box the whole half or on target for that matter. Yeah, I don't. I I completely one hundred percent agree with you there. I don't think those clean sheets are. Uh, you know, okay, of course they had some input in them, but I would say it's sort of a 60-40% on the defence, really, maybe 70-30 in, in that regard, actually, um, the defence making making those clean sheets. So, yeah, for me, Moore comes back in. Simon Moore is my number one goalkeeper, regardless of how what Ben Wilson has played. Um, maybe the him being dropped might pay dividends yeah. now with Simon Moore, as it paid dividends for, for Ben Wilson early doors when he came in. He made, yep. it, you know, he made some really good saves, some good decisions, and now the sloppiness has started to creep in. So you change it again. Yeah, that's 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 why you have two goalkeepers, right? Exactly. And you have I think, two decent yeah. enough goalkeepers as well at this level. Yeah, I think I think it could be the right time for Moore to come back in. I think he's going to be so laser focused on not making any mistakes. I think yep. I think his distribution's better, which I think we like. We just talked about you know the options we've got you know at the, at the top end of the pitch now. How exciting that is! Our distribution is going to become more important now and. You know we can we can play better football perhaps, and it also so, helps having a sort of a solid defensive line as well. Yeah. You know, there's there's not going to be much change in that back line. You would yeah. have thought over the next few weeks. You know, it's it's going to be Kane, it's going to be Bridwell, it's going to be Fads, it's going to either be Rose, or uh, sorry, it's going to be Rose Fads, and then either or yeah. between Panza and Doyle. So it's not swapping and changing. And those guys would have got used to each other over the last few weeks. So. Uh, I think it is time for for more to come back in. Yeah, yeah. And with this game in particular, there wasn't much we could do. I feel to change it. I feel like it kind of killed us that 
that winner from Blackpool. Um, there was just nothing on the bench. Obviously, Walker and Burroughs came on, but the, it just fizzled out so much the game, didn't it? Um, it was very, very frustrating, sort of last five or ten minutes. Yeah, nothing really got going for us as it did the most of the game, to be honest. I mean, everyone's boo boy, isn't he? Walker. I mean, being thrown back into sort of the, the lion's den, really, at that the point. The graveyard shift is Ross called it. Yeah, it is the graveyard shift. You know, like, he's just come back from all intents and purposes, a, a pretty nasty injury with a tear and he's thrown back in to try and salvage something in a game where we've got absolutely zero foothold. It's just, <laughs> it's just madness. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have any, any quarrels with Walker. Um, not, not doing much yesterday, if I'm honest. And the Burrow situation, he shouldn't, for me, should be nowhere near the first team. So that shows you the situation we're in. Yeah, it was just baked up the numbers, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, Plain exactly. Yeah. And also, it says a lot about sort of Josh Reed as well. Burroughs comes on in left back ahead of an actual left wing back. So I, yeah. don't, I think his days are numbered at, at this club as yeah. well. Yeah, I'd agree with you there for sure. Um, yeah, full time whistle went. Disappointing result, especially after you know the run we've had. I think this was a game that everyone wanted to get three points in or at the very worst a point. And it's, it's disappointing to have lost it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I full credit to Blackpool. I thought they were outstanding on the day. Their link-up play was was superb. They out-battled us, as Big Sam would say. They out-tacticked us um, <laughs> as well in the middle of the park. Having that extra man was was absolutely key. Uh, Michael Appleton's done a really, really good job sort of marshalling that team um, yeah. and getting them to all work really, really well. I don't think I've ever seen Gary Medine run as much as he did yesterday uh, on a football pitch. Uh, and, and Jerry Yates is an absolute sensation at the moment. I think he's top scorer in the Division 2. So, Good play. Um, fair play to Blackpool. I think they were fully deserved of the three points. Yeah, interesting stat from yesterday. Um, that oh, was I love first, the stat, come on. Yeah, our first loss from going ahead at home since Borough in March 21. <laughs> the Neaton Borough in the friendly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, and... and, and the last one at the CBS was in August 2018 against Scunthorpe. So wow. we don't often go lose from uh, the winning position at home. Yeah, I mean, we're not really winning that much, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that could be yeah. that could be the more of the case, yeah. Yeah, that might be the issue. <laughs> um, that's what's that now at home? That's two loss, three losses at home. Two wins and a draw. Yeah, we lost Preston, Burnley, Blackpool. Draws against Rotherham. Who else do we draw against? I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's poor. I mean, you look at those three teams there, in Preston, Rotherham and Blackpool, you would be looking on paper, we should be getting nine points if we yeah. want to, you know, do anything well in this division and we've come out with, with one in those games. So that's poor. And that means now we're going to have to make it up and beat, you know, some of the bigger sides at, at home. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, going into the, the Cardiff, uh, Sheffield United and Stoke games, you know, did anyone expect us to get nine no. points out of those? No, no, absolutely. And did anyone expect Blackpool to, to win yesterday? They, they were it's, it's pretty a decent division, odds. Isn't it? it is. I mean, we win our two games in hand time. We're in the top half and we're, we're yeah. sitting here talking as if it's all doom and gloom and we're definitely going down. It's yeah. like, it's just one of those things. It's absolute bonkers division and there's, there's so much to play for. And there's so there's so many games still to play. It's it's absolutely madness. Yeah. Who's your man of the match if you have to pick one? 
Yes, um, I want to shout out, other than that mistake, I thought Callum Doyle was quite confident on the ball yesterday, coming out with the ball. Some of his passing was really good. Uh, but I'd have to give the actual run of the match to, to Casey Palmer. I thought the goal was terrific. I think he held the ball up really well for for a position that he's, he, I don't think he's ever played in his in his career. Um, and some of the touches and link-up play with with Hamer and O'Hare was was a, was a delight to see. That was the only time I really had a smile on my face yesterday. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and discuss Tuesday night's game at home to Blackburn. I say at home. We're not 100% sure where it'll be played yet, Dean. But, oh, uh, let's down not, the best, Scott. Let's not get back <laughs> into that just now. Um, yeah, who knows where it'll be. But, you know, as far as we know, it, it's definitely going ahead. So we can we can preview it. Um, I think it's fair to say this is going to be a really tough game, Dean. Um, Blackburn are, are doing really well. I know they had some quite strange form at the start of the season. They seem to be winning a bit more consistently now. So, yeah. I think, yeah, this will be a tough one, won't it? Yeah, they're playing really well. Um, and they're, they're, they're just set up really well as well. They're very, very rugged. Um, they don't give the ball away too often as well. Um, so it's going to be really tough. And is, uh, you talk about the division being mad. Look at their look at their uh, 18 games. Won 11, lost 7, drew 0. Um, no one on Tuesday then. Yeah, it's, it definitely has that written all over it for us to be the first draw. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're kind of one of these teams that sort of go in sequence as well. So after four wins on the spin, they're due a loss. So why can't it be us? You'd hope so. Um, and in, in terms of their team, obviously we, we know one of their players particularly well in Dom Hyam. Who's that? But, <laughs> yeah, he, he, but yeah, he's gone. Gone out my memory. Uh, but no, obviously we know him well. Obviously he's he's a really good player, and by all accounts he's been been excellent for them this season. But apart from Hyam, who else should we be keeping our eye out for on Tuesday? Well, they play a very sort of traditional way, but without sort of wingers. Uh, so it's f- sort of a four-two-three-one um, system they play. Brereton Diaz obviously is is one to look out for on, on the left hand side, and one player who I've been very very surprised at this season is, is Sammy Smodix. Playing just ahead, just behind the striker. I think he's had an absolute terrific season so far. Um, so I would be um, inclined to to have my eyes on both him and and, and Ben Brereton Diaz. We know what Diaz can do. Very yeah. surprised he's still there, if I'm honest. Um, I thought he would have gone in the summer. I thought there would have been some takers. Uh, eight goals to his name so far this season as well. One of the highest performers in in this team. Um, so yeah, definitely them two to to sort of look out from a, an attacking point of view. In terms of us and how we'll set up, obviously there's a few question marks of, on various players. We've yeah. obviously talked about goalkeeping situation. There's whether O'Hare will start. Is Vic even fit? There's obviously so many ways it can go. It's very very hard to predict, isn't it? What might yeah, I, I wouldn't even be. like to put a prediction on it, Tom. <laughs> if I wanted, does anyone ever get it right? No, I, no, no, nobody ever does. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just like it's. It's going to be what bodies are available. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be that, and Might you know, pick itself, really. it will it will probably <laughs> yeah. pick itself of who's fit, who's not, you know, flued up, and you know, if if you can put your boots on, you can play. It's one of those kind of. You might get a call, Dean. Might get the Monday call. Night. Be a fake, be a fake name. Your classic <laughs> Sunday League fake name, but uh, yeah. might get the call up. But I, you know what, I I'm really intrigued by the Vic versus Hyam matchup. Because they'll play four at the back, so Vic will have 
you know, one less centre half to, to deal with as he as he normally does. So I would just love Vic to absolutely rip the proverbials out of Dom. Yeah. On this game. I mean it's sad to see obviously Dom go and he's he's performed ever so well. I think he's even captain there, isn't he now? Yeah, I think he has captained certain games, yeah. So um yeah, it's gonna that's that's an intriguing matchup I'm looking forward to. Um you know, for me when Dom was here in the air, I thought it was pretty good. But when players ran at him, I didn't think he was, was all that. And that's yeah. fixed strength, isn't it? Mm. So can he get one up on on his old teammate? I would love to say yes. And I mean, that's got to be a, a slight advantage that we, if we know Tom Holmes' weaknesses and he's one of two centre-halves, you know, we've got to exploit that, haven't we? Yeah, but you also Dom sort of knows what Vic's weaknesses are as well. Fair I point. Fair so point. it yeah. works in works in both ways. Yeah. But we just had to hope that our his weaknesses are stronger than our weaknesses. Yeah. At the moment, our weaknesses are our team and who's available. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be an intriguing one. And you know, it's the element of the known with this game, isn't it? Because if we do play away from home, you know, both teams are not going to be settled in a a, a stadium that they probably don't know. It is Warsaw. So, you know, can we take advantage of that? Yeah, who knows? And who knows how they're going to even fit fans in, etc. Well, I don't, so if it is <laughs> if it is the best card, we have 13,000 I don't get seasons. I don't get how it can be deemed. I just don't get how you can you can you can even explore a stadium that doesn't fit your number of season tickets in. Yeah, it's it's Like it's, what do they do just say can you fill out this poll of whether you're going to come or not? First come first serve. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like what what on earth do you do? It's, yeah, it's 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 absolutely mad. They won't be able to sell tickets because they'll have to make the decision on Monday. You yeah, can imagine and they're going to have time. Yeah. And Blackburn are going to have to travel, etc. Yeah. I mean, are they just banking on not many people will make that journey? What and just? But, but you can't bank on that. Though, can something you? has to be sorted. Though they can't just. What is it? Just turn up and show your season ticket, and they <laughs> oh, hope right. that not everyone turns up. That can't be. That yeah. Can't be the way they'd. And they won't be asked wouldn't allow that. I don't think they won't know what our season tickets look like. So are people just going to be going, yeah, throwing up their, you know, their Nando's card trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Hon- it honestly just sounds like an absolute logistical nightmare. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, when we, we have issues getting our season tickets out at the best of times for our own stadium in the summer, let alone for a different stadium with one day's notice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know That's what it. I mean? <laughs> and it all comes, but if people don't realise what the situation is with, the the CBS is that people are going to be made redundant tomorrow and therefore with people not having jobs and not having enough staff there they're going to lose a safety certificate yeah so with that in mind what's the potential of playing behind closed doors at the CBS because if That's, there's no if there's no yeah. public there then you would imagine that they'd have to have a certain amount of staff x amount of staff for x amount of people that are going to be there yeah, and if they keep if they can keep it to an absolute minimum, just to play behind closed doors, that could be an option. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, when from the club's perspective, weighing up the finances, yeah, I mean they're not going to make any money by playing at Warsaw. No, they're going to because it's, it's all going to be season ticket holders. You're going to lose money regardless of where we play. Yeah, it's a loss but, at this point. But if you were to play it behind closed doors and offer the fans a really good, some sort of you know compensation. Whether that's a free cup game or whatever, I mean, whatever happens, people yeah. are going to kick off, which is yeah. you know, they're well within the rights fair. to. It's, it's an awful situation, but that might be the club's preferred route to avoid 
the disruption that it will cause. Yeah, yeah. It's, Give it's... everyone a free iPhone pass. I thought you were going to say free iPhone then. I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe not a free iPhone, mate. Oh, damn. Play behind closed doors. Behind. <laughs> yeah, Get free iPhone pass. Yeah. I mean, it saved me a trip from London, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, but that, that, that is true. So, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility that, you know, the, the free cup game, free FA Cup game. I know we'd have to give money to whoever we play as compensation, but, you know, that's the be all. You know, it is what it is, right? It's yeah. The situation we're in. We're going to lose money regardless. We go and play somewhere else. You're not going to make any money from the game. We play behind closed doors at home. You have to refund the season ticket holders in, in some way or another. So it's, yeah, we're hemorrhaging money regardless of, of what happens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What's your prediction, Dean, for Tuesday? I honestly don't know, Tom. At this stage, <laughs> you know, we've just won three games in the spin that I would have probably said we might get a point from. And then we've just two, lost two games at, sorry, lost one and, and drew one at home where, you know, I thought we would have at least picked up four. So I'm going to go for a draw. I think it will be Blackburn's first draw of the season. Um, but I think it'll be a really, really sort of hard fought draw. Maybe yeah. a, a, again, sort of go behind and, and come back and and get that equaliser. Now, the Watford game on Saturday does feel like quite a way away with, you know, expected to be quite a lot of... Uh twists and turns this week but and you know again it's hard enough to pre- preview a game on Tuesday at the moment let alone next Saturday but yeah. I guess a quick word on, on Watford Dean um, again going to be a really tough game isn't it away at Watford they'll probably have a new manager by Saturday just to add to yeah. add to confusion some more well, yeah well. we won't have a stadium they won't have a manager and <laughs> it's just, yeah, two, two joke, jokes of a club but yeah, yeah. In, in, in different circumstances in very different ways yeah um, Watford I mean I really I really thought they would set this league alight by keeping some of their bigger players this season. I thought you know, the likes of Saar, Pedro, I thought they would go. Um, you know, they're, they're Premier League players, effectively. And I thought if they went, then Botford might struggle to sort of hit the playoffs. But now with having those effectively for the whole season, it, it looks like because of long-term contract extensions, I thought they would have been a lot higher and then, then they are, but you know they are just sitting outside the playoffs, and we know two, two wins can sort of bump you back up. So they're an attacking side, lots of threats. I've, I've obviously mentioned those two already, but you know threats, threats all over the pitch. Um, Chowdhury again, Premier League player, yeah. sitting in midfield. It's, it just goes to show, doesn't it, the the difference in quality available yeah. to to these teams. Um, and again, this will be a tough game. And notoriously, Watford's always been a tough place to to go for us, isn't it? You know, I, yeah. I remember the last time we we did we did really well. I know we had that free was it free three in the COVID year, or did I we think, lose? I think it might have been free two. I think we lost yeah. three two. That was the Hamer header, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we yeah. we played really well. That we've day. played we well lucky. against yeah. them, but yeah. we haven't picked up the results that we we probably deserved at at Watford at Vicarage Road. But we're going to be backed by a, a sellout crowd. And we know what we're like on the road with a, with a, a good travelling support. So hopefully we can turn the tables a little bit here and, and perform on the day. Because, you know, it is Watford. It's, you know, they, they blow so hot and cold. Um, and you never know what you're going to get with them. So we've got to try and sort of take advantage of that if we can. Yeah, we might as well go for it, really. I've got, got to lose, lose, right? Little, no. A little bit of a free hit. You know, when you look across, you know, games across the whole season, it, it's a little bit of a free hit. 
Um, it's obviously the, the home games the following week the way you've got to be picking up the points. Um, so yeah, home games it, not at home. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Where, wherever they will uh, be played. But yeah, that's, uh, that's all we've got time for this evening, Dean. Thanks a lot for joining me as usual. Uh, and listeners, do make sure you're following the Sky Blue Tavern across their social channels. And as always, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation on anything we've talked about this evening, then all you need to do is use the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.